Haiti. Haiti. King Known Uncensored, baby. Second show of the night. I promise y'all ain't gonna hear from me until after uh, them game, all the game one. So y'all ain't gotta worry about me no more, man. Unless something crazy happened. Niggas be like, why could you spread the shows? I'm like, well, I got a lot of information for y'all, and I ain't wanna drag y'all motherfuckers into. Like an hour episode or whatnot, unless I'm talking about something in details. But anyway, right? This is New Music Fridays, and then we got the NBA playoffs second round predictions all in one. So we're gonna start off with Future. I never liked you. Now, Future's also dropping a second project called Monster 2 later on this year. When he will announce it, I don't know. We shall see. I'm pretty sure probably Worst Day is going to be on there. But anyway, man, let's get into it. 7.12 p.m. Um, This was a pretty decent song. Not going to hold you. I'm that nigga. Now, this beat is fucking fire. But I did not like the second verse. Like, even though it was comical, it was hilarious. But, you know, the lyrics in the second verse were, like, elementary to me. But I like the concept. I like the fact that it's a track that's supposed to give you confidence. But Future's confidence is a different type of confidence. We call that arrogance. Right? It's not the weakest song on the album. But it's the second weakest song on the album. <laughs> Keep it burning with Kanye West. 
I love this song. I love the beat. I love the concept. I love Kanye's verse. Kanye verse, man, was crazy. I could tell Future wrote that for him. I ain't gonna hold you. For a nut featuring Gunna and Young Thug. The only thing good about this track is the hook. Gunna, Young Thug, and Future did not deliver for me. This wasn't it for me. This didn't do it for me. This is probably the wackest song on here. I'm disappointed in these three because... Um... They... You know, they did Push and Pee, you know what I'm saying? And that was a masterpiece. This shit here was whack. I gotta keep it a buck. This shit whack as fuck. Um, Puffin' on Zooties. Dope. I fuck with it, man. Dope vibe. Dope beat. Nice lyrics. I mean, let's be real. We don't check a future album for lyrics okay we know where what future skill set is we know what lyrical level he's on okay so we're not expecting bars we're expecting toxic lyrics but if you come but if future's being elementary i wouldn't be afraid to say it but puffing on zooties all in all good track gold stacks I mean, I played that on the other intro. Gold Stacks is fire. This is my favorite song on here, man. Definitely 100% replay value on this one. Definitely should be a hit record. It's out of there. Now, something that's going to be a hit record that I didn't find intriguing was Wait For You featuring Drake and Tim's. I had higher expectations for this song, and I was disappointed. This is kind of mid you would think Tim's would have had a bigger part. You would think this would have more of a reggae vibe. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Drake, you know, appropriates uh, African culture and shit. Culturally appropriates shit. And Tim's is more known for her, her reggae sound. But the concept is cool. The vibe is okay. It's not a terrible song. But I was just disappointed in the collaboration. That's all. Love you better. Love you better. Pretty good song. Even though it's short, I would have loved for it to be a little bit longer. But hey, speaking of short, though, Massaging Me. Massaging Me should have had a second verse, man. Bring back the third verse. Bring back the third verse, man. Bring the third verse back to rap. You know, a lot of these songs deserve two or three verses man misogyny was one of them i was disappointed that this shit was just like one verse chickens featuring estg this was pretty dope can't get mad at that at all we just want to get high more future talking shit man he had a line in here i forgot what he said but it was funny as fuck at the end voodoo featuring kodak black was very surprising I'm not going to front. Very surprising. I'm impressed. This is a very good song. The, the Kodak Black hook is pretty addictive. And Future's verses fit the song pretty well. Holy Ghost. That was what I 
played in the intro. I mean, that shit is a ball of fire. A ball of fire. The way things going was solid. Not too mad at that. I'm on one featuring Drake. It's okay. It's better than the one the song with Tim's on it. I'll give you that. But I'm on one. How many times is Drake gonna be on the song called I'm on one? And the ladies gonna love I'm on one. I'm telling it to you now. I can see chicks in the club. To the basics that's another one of that's a that's a great closer i love this shit man back to the basics is up there and one of my favorites all in all this is a pretty good future album i don't know man i can't i can't tell i mean I think Future is my favorite album from Future. That's just me. A lot of people be like, man, why you always hated on Dirty Sprite 2? Dirty Sprite 2 had a lot of bullshit on there to go with those great hit records. That Future album didn't have any bullshit on there. That shit is a straight... It, that shit is no skips, man. That Future album the, with the gold cover... That album was fire, hot fire. I think I rated it initially too low when I rated it. But looking back on it, you know, now that I listen to it a bunch of times, that future album is crazy. This album is definitely on that Dirty Sprite 2 level, but it's not a classic. I don't even think Dirty Sprite 2 is a classic album, but I think it's a very good album, though. Just like this one. But I never liked you. I liked the vibe of this. And it was definitely worth the wait. I like it. I don't really, you know, I, I only don't like uh, For a Nut and, and I'm That Nigga wasn't that good to me. And Wait For You was disappointing. But the rest of the album, I got no problems or issues with. Let's move on. Let's move on to Kaylani. Yeah, Kaylani dropped a new project, which was supposed to be like a deluxe edition for her last album. It was good until it wasn't. But Kaylani said, fuck it. We're going to make Blue Water Road. And I can't believe it was all good until it wasn't was 2020. Um, Little Story. Um, I like Little Story. It was a good way to start the project off. Any Given Sunday featuring Blast. Is it me or all Blast songs have like a vibe to it? Blast vibe meshed well with Kehlani because 
She has a lot of talents that are overlooked in the game. Kaylani definitely belongs in that class with Summer Walker, with the Tiana Taylors, with the Jasmine Sullivan's, with the, uh, you know, the Summer Walkers and shit. Janae Aiko, Sid, SZA. You know, she belongs in that, that class with those women. Um, any given Sunday was crazy. I like that shit. Shooter interlude. I think she channels the mind of a fuckboy. You know what I'm saying? She channels the mind of a fuckboy on this track. She definitely speaks from a male's perspective on here. Wish I never. Man! That sample is so fucking hot. That was the Slick Rick sample. Yes, man. That was the Slick Rick sample. That was um the show. I love that fucking sample. I love this song. It's fucking awesome. It reminds me of this old ass song that Rodney Jerkins sampled in 1997 with this rapper. It was on the Booty Call soundtrack. That's what it reminded me of. That song. Up at Night with Justin Bieber. Now, I don't know how long y'all been following me. If y'all been fucking with me since the King Known Talking Shit days. Or when I was on SoundCloud doing podcasts. Y'all don't know. I've been podcasting a very long time. This is old shit, you know? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I've been podcasting since 2017, for the record. So I know what the fuck I'm doing. I know how to control shit. I know how to keep people entertained. Are you not entertained? But Up at Night featuring Justin Bieber. If y'all been fucking with me that long, you know I hate Justin Bieber. I don't like him. Don't I don't like his albums. I do, however, like a few songs by the dude. You know, I fuck with Let Me Love You. I fuck with Sorry. I fuck with Girlfriend. Them the only three songs I like from this motherfucker. But all in all, he seems to have a fourth song added to the list here. As Kehlani and Justin Bieber body the EPMD sample of So What You Saying. They body this. Up at Night has a special vibe to it, man. And it's just like the perfect song to me. Get Me Started featuring Sid. Man, yet another great collab. Kehlani and Sid need to do an album together. They sound really good together. I've heard them together on multiple songs, and I was impressed with this one. Get Me Started had that hip rolling to early to mid 2000s vibe to it everything interlude is just music just skip through that more than I should featuring Jesse Reyes is it me or Kehlani and Jesse Reyes sound the same 
Don't y'all songs sound the same and styles sound the same? More Than I Should was cool. It's definitely got pop hit potential. Alter. Uh, this was pretty solid. I'm not really like into it like that. Melt was mid. I like Tangerine. Everything. I love everything. Everything was fire. It's the everything for me. And wandering and wandering. Great way to close out a solid project. All in all, I think Kehlani delivered once again. It's not on the level of Sweet Sexy Savage, but um I think which track was that? I think it's I think it's Tangerine that reminds me of that time period, that Sweet Sexy Savage uh time frame. You know, I think Sweet Sexy Savage is a classic album. That's just me. And last but not least, um, this album was released last week. I didn't know that Blast dropped his debut album because, you know, he's gotten a lot of hype. I mean, he released his mixtape, No Love Lost, in 2020. And I decided to give him a spin, you know, and I'm going to give you a forewarning. Now, when I make comments, right, just know that Blast is a good artist. You know, he's a good artist, pretty good songwriter, but he is not what the industry hypes him up to be. You know, I heard a lot of people that you know a lot of people talk about him a lot of you know he was nominated for rookie of the year at the BET awards uh this year and he's definitely going to be a nominee in my in my rookie of the year as well because the rookie class this year is dog doo doo so he's got a shot uh sky lounge music um this was the intro Um, just a female singing vocals, pretty good vocals. Never was wrong. Um, pretty decent song. About you. Uh, that shit was okay. That shit was okay. Fake love in L.A. I didn't care too much for this song, even though I do understand the concept. Like, you know, he, you know, blast is courting a girl, you know, who's just moved to LA, you know, and and he's warning her about all the fake people in LA. So I get it. Pick your poison. Outside of the violin, it's just one of those songs that's like it's going to be all right. Our relationship is not going to suffer. We're going to be fine. It's us against the world. Okay song. Couldn't wait for it featuring Rick Ross. I could have waited longer. It's the weakest song on here, and I was heavily disappointed in this collaboration. 
We could have waited forever for this. We're good. This should have been cut from the album. I'm not going to lie. Still on my way. It's a very good song. And I was disappointed in it because it was only a minute and 45 seconds. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand, like, why these niggas do this. Why you make a great-ass song but can't put a second verse or a third verse on it. I don't like, I don't like that shit. Say it's an interlude or some shit like that. Keep coming back. That shit was okay. That shit was cool. Sometimes featuring Zakari. I didn't know that was Zakari on here. He didn't get no uh, credit on the copy that I had. But I like, I love that song. That's hot. Yeah, I didn't know that Blast and Zakari worked together. Um, every good girl, I think that shit's kind of corny. Even though it was corny, I understood the concept as, you know, he's talking about like every good girl needs a bad guy so that everybody could, you know, so they could balance each other out. You know, it samples around the way girl by LL Cool J. Be for real. I love the vibe of be for real. Not gonna front. Talk to me nicely. That was mid. Wasn't feeling that that much. Let it be known. Great closer. It seems like the three artists that dropped today had all good closing tracks on the album. But overall, Blast album was disappointing as far as what they hype him to be but it's a decent project and I'm not gonna be the one to say don't check this nigga album out cause I ain't a whole ass nigga like that I think Blast makes good music has a good vibe but he is diet dollar sign you know what I'm saying as far as artistry goes he's diet dollar sign I'ma just leave it at that now we get to the second round predictions yeah all right so the miami heat let's move on to the east the miami heat are playing the philadelphia 76ers and a lot of you sixers fans had picked the sixers i mean i see y'all but that's not what's gonna happen especially when we don't know the full status of you know Joel Embiid's orbital fracture because he is set to miss time. There's no real timetable on his return. But 
According to doctors, you know, he got to sit out at least five days with this fracture. Now, when he returns, he probably is going to have the option to wear a mask. And I believe that masked Embiid will show his face. However, it doesn't matter. As far as I'm concerned with this new news about Joel Embiid's injury, I'm going to take the Miami Heat. Ooh. I'm going to give, I'm going to say the Heat in six games. I truly do believe that Miami's going to be up 3-0 before Joel Embiid returns, and then they're going to win two games, and then Miami's going to piece their ass out in American Airlines Arena. See, I knew the name of that arena, didn't I? Didn't I, bitch? Didn't I? Now, the 3-2 matchup, we got Milwaukee versus Boston. This is going to be a seven-game series. I'm telling you this right now. Even without Middleton, Milwaukee is just too tough of a team. But I'm going to pick the Boston Celtics in in seven games, y'all. I'm going to pick Boston because Boston's playing the best defense right now. Them and Miami are neck and neck. I just think that Jason Tatum and Taylor and, and, and Jalen Brown are going to be too much for Giannis Antetokounmpo to handle. I mean, Drew Holiday can only check one of those guys. And I don't know who Giannis is going to check. But the reason why I think it's going to go seven is because Milwaukee's got size. Pause. But they do. They got Brooke Lopez. They got Serge Ibaka. They got... Bobby Portis, you know what I'm saying? This is going to be back and forth. This ain't going to be an easy series for either team. And I think that the toughness that they exhibited versus the Nets, I think that is going to carry over into this series. And I am going to pick the Boston Celtics due to the fact that a lot of the, you know, there's not going to be that second guy unless that second guy becomes Portis or Holiday. And I don't even think Holiday is going to shine in this series. You know, Smart got that handled. The key to this series for Boston is not to let anybody else on Milwaukee get hot. Because if they would have had Middleton, I would have definitely picked the defending champs in this series. Now let's move on to the Western Conference as... The number one seed, the Phoenix Suns, the Fantasas, the Fantasas, the Phoenix Suns play the Dallas Mavericks. Man, back in the day, Phoenix versus Dallas used to be a thing, man. Those matchups used to be lit as fuck back when I was growing up. When Dirk and Nash were on different teams, when they were on the same team, you know, and when Jason Kidd was in Dallas and and, and and Kidd was in Phoenix. Like, Phoenix and Dallas used to go back and forth.
But since Devin Booker has returned, I am going to show respect to Luka as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say Phoenix Suns in six games. I think with Booker working his way back into the lineup and those other the others, you know, I think uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker's others are better than Luka's others. Now, and I think that Michael Bridges versus Luka Doncic, that's the matchup that I want to see. I want to see if, if if Michael Bridges can lock up Luka. That's not an easy task, but I think that Bridges can, can uh, frustrate him. They also can throw Torrey Craig at him if Monty Williams is smart enough to think of this, which I know he can do, right? You know, you got Jay Crowder you can throw at, Luka Doncic. But then again, though, here's the problem. Luka Doncic busted Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's ass, and and both guys are known for being defensive players. But Michael Bridges is a defensive specialist. That's what he focuses on. He's offense. He has offensive game, but he's not a star. You know, Michael Bridges lives for this type of shit. But all in all, I think that Dallas can get two home games. But that's about it, though. I think Phoenix is going to be in another six-game series as they hightail it to the conference finals. Now, Golden State versus Memphis. This is going to be a hell of a series because both of these teams play defense. Both of these teams have an interesting system. Both of these teams have a star guard that, you know, these guys can't really check each other because Curry has gotten the best of Ja. Ja has gotten the best of Curry. So that's going to be a real chess matchup. Or is Memphis coach going to get creative and put Desmond Bain on Steph Curry? And put Dylan Brooks on Klay Thompson? That would be the thing that I would do. And I'd put John Morant on Wiggins because Wiggins is not really a threat to me. He's not going to be a threat in this series. He'll have one or two good games. But he ain't going to average 20 in the series. I think this is going to be very close. Because this team is evenly matched. Golden State just has a better bench. I really think that this team, these teams are going to really go at it. Very defensive series. But I'm going to pick Golden State in seven games. I think this series series goes seven. I think Ja and his band of brothers are hungry. And I think Stephen Curry is looking to bag championship number four. And to take back that crown as one of the best to ever do it. I think Steph is on a mission. And I think that they are going to beat Memphis in seven. 
Alright, so looking back, okay, right? I had said Heat over Sixers and six, Celtics over Bucks and seven. Phoenix over the Mavericks in six. And Golden State over Memphis in seven. Now that's my show. It's New Music Fridays, the NBA playoff second round predictions, and I'm out.